Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 829. And as because it's 829, we actually started at 829. I bet you didn't realize that we did that on purpose, Ben, but that was why we did it. And why Don't lie, Christian. You late. showed up late. To, you showed up late to work, and we all know it. Well, that's not a, that is that is now I can confirm. Now you're just lying. Now you're See? dying. Two I'm gets one. With two two versus one. JD. JD, Christian showed up late for work, right? Yes. Yeah. Two liars. I was here before you. That's Liar. not true. Allegedly. Tyler, I don't think you it's need true, to come and set, set the record straight. We're late because we want it. You want to know why? No, we're late because Christian showed up late. Out of devotion to the Facebook audience, we, I said, don't start. Ben Askren, a confirmed liar, said, <laughs> not confirmed. confirmed. Not confirmed. He said, if we Christian don't. Christian Piles confirmed. He said, if we don't start, start this show, I'm leaving. He said, you got I two did. minutes or I'm leaving. Listen, everyone he knows. tried to big time me. Everyone knows the school rules, Christian. If the I don't know why you're getting up, on Ben when you showed up 15 minutes yes. late. Gosh. I don't know why you're doing this. If the teacher doesn't show up, you get to leave. That's what I said. It was 828. I said, two minutes, I'm leaving. You know what bugs me is I know no one is taking this seriously. And everyone knows you guys are just trolling me. But I can't let it go that you guys are wrong. And that you're lying, but I should just Listen, let it go. You're on vacation time. You, you're on vacation. No. You're still on vacation time. No, no, no. Time. You're still on vacation mode. You know, yes. you had to go get a coffee in the other part of the office. It's kind of far away, we know. And then you came back and you go to the bathroom. You're late. It's fine. Well, what's interesting about you saying I'm late is that I actually thought there was a chance I would be late. Because every, like, probably two to three months, I wake up with a migraine. And it's a, it's a big issue. So, like, the typical routine is I'll wake up, I'll feel really sick, and I have, like, a routine. It's like, okay, I need to get... I need to have some caffeine. I need to take some ibuprofen, get a little food in me. But sometimes it's a, it's a it's a dangerous chemistry. So sometimes I'll I'll throw up. So this morning was one of the mornings Whoa. where I, I threw up a lot. But then Uh-oh. morning I got, sickness. I got it. Are you pregnant? Uh, oh, that's that, a good when you can be pregnant. I could be pregnant. <laughs> pregnant I could now. be pregnant. Um, I am sexually active. Um, sorry to congrats. Yeah, thank you. But um, but so I had to work. But I I was still here. Did, did, did well before. Tell, did someone tell Katie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Listen, and you know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna get in. Nah, you know what? I'm not even gonna say it. Um, All right, we need to move on. Hey, JD, we killed him this morning. He I know. Messed <laughs> up. Also, we broke you. <laughs> Larry Steele, <laughs> a.k.a. Ashland, says this is episode 828, not 829. No, it's 829. We did 828 yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, Ashland, stop lying. Also, Tyler, our our uh, our display screen is just the dock. Uh, I don't know if you want to show us. Uh, not that I really want to see Ben's I don't know face if you're this. at this point in time. This right I can't. I actually Josh can't. Josh Otto style. Now I'm just seeing Google right now. Um, yeah, now I'm seeing. Here. Okay, we're doing a bird dog. All right. Oh, you're no, doing the break, break stick. Listen, I heard you got broken by some kid talking trash. No, it was awesome. And then you had, to, and then Ozzy, Ozzy took had care to beat of my him up for you. Ozzy punched him right in the face. 
Oh, Ozzy had to do it. Uh, you mean you're not man enough to beat up a child? Uh, he was he was probably an adult. He was probably like twenty. No, but I no I I, I left him speechless. He didn't know what to say because the other guy was like, "Tell him, tell him what you were saying." I'm like, he's like, "I just said you were better at wrestling than MMA." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I won two promotional belts. You know, I I agree. I didn't win the third one. I should have." And he's like, "There, there." Didn't know what to say. Yeah, that is it. Is well, I. <laughs> it is wild to me the the uh I guess it's the nerve of some yeah. people. That's just how people that's how people are, Christian. It is like, crazy is, to me. Like to a thought that would never it. enter my mind to say it. People just feel like they can say it to you. Yeah, they just, uh I mean, but that, that's just people in general. Um and like, like I mean the kind the comment I was making yesterday, I don't know if they, did they tell you why I went off? Um well, no, I think I missed I came towards Rayvon Foley. Okay, yeah, because someone was Asked talking. About... How many times would he not get pinned against Spencer Lee? Out of a hundred. Uh, out of a hundred? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I mean, probably... no, no, no. here's the, here was my point. My point was my point was uh, if we're talking about the spectrum of wrestlers, Rayvon Foley is very, very, very far to extremely top, elite. Right? He's extremely elite. And listen, there just happens to be this guy Spencer Lee who is like freakazoid. And pins people. And but pretty much everyone would get pinned by Spencer Lee. And very, very few people achieve the level of skill that Rayvon Foley has at wrestling. So leave Rayvon Foley alone. Yeah. Leave Rayvon. I mean, or, that's kind of oh. the point of this show, though. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not to specifically dog out certain individuals who have bad results against Spencer Lee. But yeah. as you can be critical of whoever sure, because sure. you are the one percentile of wrestlers. Christian and myself are not. Well, so I, what, we can never be critical. Be yeah. No. Um. No, it's just unnecessary. Like a question like that, I feel like is uh, unnecessary. You could very easily say like, "Hey, how many of the top guys would Spencer Lee pin?" or something like that. But to like really pick out Rayvon Foley because he's got pinned by Spencer Lee three times is, I feel like, it's unnecessary. And so I feel like in my criticisms of people. I try to take it at the level they're at. Like, you know, if they're a high school kid, I try to criticize them on the on the high school level, you know, on a college mm -hmm. guy, college level, international guy, international level. Um, so and I, th I think that that's fair. But like if you were to come on the show and say, let's see, what's a what's an international level guy who can't beat someone else? Um, like, well, Jordan hasn't beaten Sidikov. OK, yeah, yeah. Jordan sucks. You can't beat Sidikov. That would be yeah. what this would be like. And you'd be like, wait, wait, this is this is ridiculous. This is preposterous. Like I had six world titles, but we're talking crap because he can't be Sidikov. Yeah. Like, oh, you suck. You can't be Sidikov. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <Good show. laughs> yes. Um uh, yeah, that'd be a tough so much fun. Uh okay. Let's get to some news. I don't know what you guys have been up to. I listen I did listen to some of the show uh yesterday. Um and, so, and apparently, I missed a lot of the kid talk, but you know, I, I'm always down to talk it's children. Really but fun with kids, yes. Because one of our uh, one of our questions here, um, no shade at CP, but yesterday's show was the best in a while. I'm also 38 with seven nine year old boys. I love hearing Ben and Bray talk about life, being a dad, making wrestling fun, adult wrestling. Um, so that's cool. But he had a question. Uh, let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. It's sure. a little early let's question, it. but it's we're we're flowing. Um, his question is, how often hours slash practices do your kids practice per week? What skills positions do you work on most with seven to nine-year-olds? Uh, also seems like Ozzy Man and my seven-year-old might be the same person. <laughs> I have to stay ready for a punch to the gut at all times. That's funny. Um, so, listen, I, that's nice that he said that. J.D., you were here yesterday. I thought we were totally off the rails. I thought, like, sometimes, I don't know if you guys have every ever happens to you guys, but you get on the show and you're like, what the hell did we just talk about? <laughs> like, Sometimes, what was yeah. that? Like, we I were like all over the place. I think I like okay. it. I like it. Um, did you feel that way yesterday, JD? I thought it was fine. We weren't okay. really all over the place. I mean, we were always talking about wrestling. Sometimes we go off the rails yeah. and we start talking about 80s music or some Hasbula. other. Hasbula. Yeah. That's Hasbula. the only way Shane Listen, Sparks when we on. go off the rails, you know who's on the show. It's freaking <laughs> Shane. Shane Sparks. Shane Sparks is... He has derailed more more trains he, than than anyone. As he came on and talked about freaking uh, 
Has he came on and talked about (laughs) Roadhouse yet? The sequel to Roadhouse is going to be out before Shane Sparks comes on again. Yeah, gone it. He's got, next week, he's got to be on next week. We Has yeah, to. we got. I don't know how to hold his feet to the fire, but uh, we're gonna try. Okay. Um, uh, hey, I'll answer the question. The, dude, seven year olds. I don't give a damn. My my daughter's seven. I don't care what she's doing. Um, wrestling wise, it's soccer. It's all sports. Like I just hope they're having fun. I hope they're enjoying themselves at this age. And and I'll probably say like, hey, I hope you try hard. Something to that effect. Even at age, Alex is going on ten, and she's pretty mature. And even like I, I actually have the girl Matea who works with our program. I have her coacher, and I'm not even concerned about what technique she's learning. I just want her to enjoy wrestling. And then if she enjoys it at like. 12 or 13 we'll probably start crafting some strategies and developing some more techniques and then but i even tell our guys i don't really try to give them full form strategies until like 15 or 16 because i want them to struggle and i want them to try a lot of different things and i want them to feel it works for them and then if they're heading you know a guy who was heading the wrong direction for us was noah mulvaney um not from a not from an effort effort was great but from a technical perspective right Mm -hmm. and at 16 to 17 it was like okay we need to fix this. It took us a year to fix it. He's five in the country now. He's number five in the country. You know, it's yeah. like everything was great. And he started having kind of a little down the wrong path from a technical and strategical perspective. And we righted the ship and now he's five in the country. So there's always time. So yeah, don't, don't worry about what techniques they're doing and stuff early. Yeah. Um, as long point. as they're doing headlocks, they'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Actually the girl, the girl that teaches Alex, she loves fireman's carries. And I oh, I, I don't it. teach fireman's carries at all. Max, if you do a fireman's carry at Max's, Max is Max is wild. Um, if you do a fireman's carry headlock at Max's practice, you get a hundred push-ups. That is so <laughs> I think it's preposterous. It's preposterous. Um, I, Sin- I tell Did he watch 2014 Worlds? Russia stunned it on everyone with carries. I tell him, I tell him he doesn't listen. Uh you listen, I Christian, you'll get so mad. I'll tell Max to come on the show, and you guys can debate him not letting people do fireman's carries. I mean, I don't have, I, I don't have a lot of. It, it's kind of hard for me to talk to a national champion about moves he should show. No, just bring up, bring up your point. What you said just, that the, all the Russians use it, Spencer Lee, and yeah, just data. It's just numbers and data. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I, I feel like uh, Max is a pretty pragmatic guy. All right, you know, we just got, we just got to get him on the show. Someone says yeah. efficient feet to the back. Yeah, it's good. Like. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't think it was like a great. Um, well, one, I think that I, I wasn't really able to teach it that well because I never really hit fireman's carry. Mm-hmm. So, but I also, yeah, I kind of, I sort of agree. Like, yeah, I, I understand why it's like not the most effective thing. But man, some some people just have the right feel for it. You know, that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a grip thing, it's a field thing, and I, th- I think where Max is coming from, is, and you know, he he has a good point. There, there is a very valid point. Is that there's a lot of kids who fall in love with uh, one specific move, mm-hmm. and because they get really good at it, and then they fail to learn other things, um, and then as you get older, dude, no one's fireman's carrying me. It's just not happening, right? Yeah. And I have no fireman's carry ever. Yeah. Maybe Sedgeliev. Sedgeliev would probably fireman's carry me, but no, nobody else ever. Um, and so that's kind of Max's point. At a higher level, it is it is harder to execute, although it does seem to be people are getting better at it again. Um, and there's there are more reliable techniques. That's his point. And it's yeah. a valid point, but that's to my, my counterpoint is like, man, um, number one, you want guys in your feeling other people trying to do fireman's carries on them to not defend it. Number two, if you have a certain kid who like a Spencer Lee, who gets really good at it and can use it at a high level, then let him use it at a high level. Like who cares? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like now, if if he's struggling, then you tell him like, hey, let's maybe let's move a different path. Like this is you see you failed in these four matches trying to do this move. It doesn't work. Let's mm-hmm. do a different move. And hopefully your kid, the kid you're coaching, is reasonable enough by that point in time to choose a different move. Yeah. Well, at least you don't make kids walk. Max doesn't make kids walk home. They, if they he might have. Single I don't know. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I, I guess with a fireman's, is, yeah, it should not be like a, a bread and butter. One of the first holds they're they're learning for as far as like well, go. But it is, it is. So I mean, and then this this being, so I know, I know all of Max's arguments. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is. There are certain things that are really easy to hit when you're like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old because other kids suck. They're just not good at wrestling. They don't understand balance mm-hmm. uh, and how their body works. And you can hit a fireman's or a headlock or a chin whip or lat drop all these things and then as kids get older and better they just 
they don't work nearly as much, uh, you know, to the point where some of them are almost nevers. Are you looking for a Sagilayev? He does it versus Salas in the 14 yes. world. Oh, yes. Yeah. 2014 um, Worlds. Anyway. I think before he. Yeah. Has, so I think, I think, I think Max is too, too extreme. And I, I always laugh about my brother because he hates rules. He always hated rules. And now he's got a bunch of rules. Really? So him hard. Oh, yeah. He hated rules. So I always give him a hard time about that. Oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, so funny. Okay. So, um, Matt's question, how many, how often hours practices kids per week for seven to nine year olds? You say like uh, seven year old, maybe one, one, I think I was having one hour per week and my nine year old, maybe two, like not a lot. Dang. Yeah. It's not, we're, we're, we're putting him in more time at the outlaws than that, uh, for, for Natalie. Uh, I, I don't hate, I mean, so like our seven year old class, Andy goes to one of the two practices per week, as did Alex. Um, I, you know, if, if the kids wants to go to both, like, uh, whatever, um, and a lot of our kids do go to both, but it, but that would just be two, just two, and we don't let any and no one under ten practices in the summer. So they, I guess, I guess they could come to a camp, which would be three days. But besides that, there's no practice in the summers. Yeah, um, you're looking at three, uh, three youth coaches here. This guy's this guy's helping with the outlaws too now. Do you know that? Yeah, go JD. <laughs> a couple of outlaws. Um, honestly, the the thing I'm trying to get out of completely is, is coaching Caleb at all in any scenario. Um, Cause I don't, I don't like it. Um, I don't think, I just don't think it's healthy. Um, and he just, he reacts to me differently than he would react to any other adult. Um, yeah. Just cause I think he knows, he knows, even though I've never said anything about put any pressure or any expectation of any sort of success, he just knows wrestling's important to me. And yeah. so that he's doing it. Natalie, I don't think cares cares as much. Um, maybe maybe she does, but um, yeah, I don't. I know that like everything I say to him, no matter how like you know, you have the sandwich method of like feedback. You know, you say something John really Wooden, good, baby, huh? That's John Wooden, right? Um, I don't. Yeah, he maybe. I don't know who. I'm came pretty up sure with he was him. the one. I'm pretty sure. Uh, a researcher went and studied John Wooden, and that was what they came back with. Yeah. So, like, okay. Caleb, it'll be, like, three compliments. I'll give him a little bit of the feedback and compliments. And even still, it's, like, it's hard for him to hear it. Um, he only hears mm -hmm. the negative. Or not even the negative, a correction, a suggestion, which he, like, mm -hmm. kind of uses. It. So, like, I don't want to uh, coach him much at all. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's good. Um I mean, maybe it can work for others. You know, there's obviously some yeah. uh, dad coaches that figure it out, but like, yeah, I don't think Doug Schwab coaches his kids. I think he just like has a club that they trust, and I think that's a yep. common. Yeah, I mean, Matt Messerman coached his kid, and I, I helped out a lot in the last couple of years. Um, that worked pretty well, and it, it does seem to work for some people. But yes, for a lot of people, it doesn't doesn't seem to work. It's got to be, yeah, and the yeah. parents should realize when it's not working, and then hopefully step out. Yes, hundred percent. Um, and he asked what skills positions you said, you don't really care. Just like, just, just uh, make them enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I know what moves you do with our ninjas classes. Um, but I, yeah, like I said, uh, Matea teaches Alex Fireman's and I, I don't really love it, but I don't really care. I just hope she's enjoying it. And she really, she really seems to enjoy all the lessons. And so that, that's all I want. Yeah. Nothing but respect to all the firefighters out there listening though. I did find I, I got the uh, the Sajla Fireman's. Yeah. On Salas, yeah. It's pretty nice. Oh, we got it here. Look, Look at this. That. I mean, if it's who's, good enough for the greatest wrestler who literally ever lived, you know. Huh. Four points right there. A, and there's another two. Yeah, he and then he just he kept on it. I mean, it was the match was over basically at this point. He almost teched him with this. Then, doesn't he punch I think Salas punches him right after this. Um, it right it's this. after this, yes. Yeah. It's after I thought. Yeah, good hard club. I thought I thought Salas should have got a point there. For what? Reversal? He's behind him, leg hooked. Come on. Come yeah. on. You gotta clear that arm a little better. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. This is freestyle ref refereeing. They they're not always clear with their calls there. Yeah. Anyways, we can move on from the yeah. July. So that works. You should have tried cradling him there. See what happens. Yeah, that would have been an option. 
Um, mm -hmm. Other stuff. We'll talk about Russians here in a little bit because they had a, yeah, they had a tournament. Um, a Troy Steiner named new uh, Gopher Wrestling Club head coach, which is obviously a fantastic hire for great guy, great coach. Um, Dustin Schlater moving on from wrestling, at least for the time being, to uh, pursue outside opportunities. And um, Troy, who had been the coach at Fresno State before that program was discontinued, now finds a landing spot a little closer to home for him, for sure. So yeah. great hire for for Minnesota. And they're yeah. you know, a very, very good RTC, a lot of high-level wrestlers. Go Gophers. Yeah. Go Gophers. Man, I just finished season <laughs> yeah. two of Fargo. So I've been like around the house doing the, doing our, uh, you know, it's pretty similar. You know, the whole accents, you know, it's like Wisconsin and Minnesota and North Dakota. Very similar. Um, so I, I can't differentiate it. I'm sure probably someone local could, but I can't. It's a fun, it's a fun one. But yeah, Fargo, this, the show Fargo is very good. Would highly recommend it. Um, nice. I'm a few years behind, but yes, yeah, Russia. Troy Steiner, big, I'm a big Troy Steiner fan. Great hire. Hope he does a great job up there. Minnesota does have a really deep. There's not a. There's not that many RTCs that are super deep. Minnesota is one of them. Minnesota, Penn, Michigan, Penn State. Yep. Not too many more. Spartans. I don't know if they're deep. They're good though. Um, oh, Spartan. Oh, yep. Spartan combat. Yep. Feel good to college guys. Yeah, it helps when true. two of their guys are like on national teams and they're still in college. Um, so Russia had, I don't know what this tournament was actually called. The Spartacade. 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 What a name. I, I love Spartacade it. tournament. So some pretty juicy results. Uh, Ahmed Idrisov beat uh, our guy, Abaskazi Magomedov, one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now, in a pretty pretty boring match, I would say. I thought it, it reminded me just uh, of a a match where two guys are very familiar with each other, very few exchanges. And there was one key exchange where um, Idrisov got in on a single drape position, was able to get exposure here. I think if you're watching the show, I think this is it. It gets in high single and does a great job getting this position. Ben, maybe you could talk. I'm not, I'm not seeing anything on the screen right now. Oh, okay. um, But yes, I mean, JD, JD's big, uh, Abbasgazi Homer. So he put in the article that it was controversial, but I thought, now the right call was made here. Uh, it's prior to yeah, prior to a uh, little wide. Yeah, right here. there. Oh, oh, Not no. that. Oh, I don't know. What it's we're doing all here. the same. The same one. Yeah, right. This one, right. He, he works really hard. Um, so, Abascadi tries draping the body, and he really lifts up here and presses back. And you know, it does look like he does roll through, obviously, but he puts himself there. And so, I could, I actually like, if I was coaching a kid there, I would say, dude, I have no idea what the referees are going to call. Like I, I think it was too blue for sure. I don't really mm -hmm. think there's much debate about it. But like with referees, sometimes you never, you never know which way they're gonna go. And with a roll through like that, you could, I could very easily see them calling too red. Yeah, especially with how Magomedov was pursuing the position and how that was, mm -hmm. that was a counter he could be potentially looking for from that lock. But he put himself yeah. so close to exposure, it didn't take much for Idrisov to. Yeah, to get the two, and that, that, I mean the big tell for me, and this is a tell in a lot of things, is if you watch that position, uh, Idrisov has both feet in the mat and it's pressing, and Megamedov's feet are both in the air, right? So when they're right there, like right there, like they can't, you can't generate power when your feet are in the air like that. So like this is all Idrisov pushing back yeah. into him, and you can you see know? Idrisov there, like how he's kind of pressuring back towards yeah. him. It's not, yep. it's not being initiated by by Magomedov. Who, you yeah. know, honestly, after giving but, this up, I would say bad brick there by by Magomedov because heck yeah, uh, I mean, you in the corner should know it's like well, if they went two there, certainly you have to realize two is an option, right? So it's yeah. not likely they're going to overturn it at the end. Yeah, and if you go down three, the match is over. Whereas yeah. you know, fifteen seconds left at two is very reasonable. He got he and got he, the two. Of course, he got it, but it was you he know. Gave it up. The guy gave it up, but you never know. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting result. Unfortunately for Russia, these these matches don't mean a lot, although um, maybe there's some financial incentive there for him, but it's not going to lead to a world team or anything other than maybe a little positioning. Idrisov and Magomedov, and, and uh, JD's watching the match now, hit 
um, not that long ago. I feel like it was just a couple June. months in June, late June, and it was a late win, I think, for Abiskazi there. So Idrisov flipping that result over the world number one and reigning champion at sixty-one. Um, so very notable result there. And then Shamil uh, Mamadov took out Rashidov at sixty-five in a match where it was really the counters. The overtime shuck he hit on him was 30. Yeah, yeah talk through this. I, he, I still can't get the feel of this damn move. It's annoying to me. Yeah. You guys make it look so good, though. He does. It was smooth, and um, he hits this counter cradle here for a moment, kind of almost locks it up, and Rashidov pops his head out, and he just drives for one. It was, that was pro- I think of the all the matches this tournament, that was my favorite exchange. Um, yeah. How much of What's that? What's wild is how much uh, offense um, Rashidov doesn't have. Like, he just struggles to generate offense. And, like, man, if I didn't know him, I'd be like, that dude ain't very good. He can't do nothing. And, but he's freaking – he's so freaking good, but he can't generate a lot of offense. This loss wasn't completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Rashidov lost at that tournament, that Russian Nationals tournament a couple months ago too, to a different mm. guy. A guy who wasn't there at Spartacade. Yeah, I think he's. You're a Rashidov hater. Yeah, big time. I think this is it. Um, Even though he medaled at Olympics, uh, world silver at a weight we widely regard as basically the hardest weight, deepest weight. Yeah, I don't think he's. still hate him. I don't think he's bad at wrestling. I just don't think he's. I think he got uh, elevated to a strata of wrestler that I don't think he is. He's obviously elite and one of the best. But now I, I think. You just said he's obviously one of the best. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, obviously, I mean the best. But I just never thought he was like in a pound for pound. Like a lot of people were putting him in, like hey, this guy could be the number one pound for pound or like top three. And I just never nobody thought... put him in that stratosphere. Oh, for sure, there was a time between worlds. Yes, absolutely. He no, was who? Yes, who put him in that stratosphere? People. <laughs> no. JD Raider. JD, JD did. He didn't win Olympics. JD, what do you mean? You said he's the best to ever do it. Uh, he's not I the best it. at his weight. Yeah. No, before the Olympics, um, for sure. Uh, I remember. It, I, I I feel like there was some some sentiment for sure. That way. Like what Maybe around not. when he and oh. I this, after he won the, no, worlds. No, no, no. This going back to even like before uh, like before the Bond loss in the World Finals. I remember everyone was just like all over like. Mortal Lock. I think Nomad was one of like Mortal Lock to win it all. This guy is so much better than everyone. And I was like, I don't think he's that. And then he he lost a freaking Bond, which amazing match. Um, that was an awesome match. Uh, so, anyways, but now if you sh- for him, he is in a he's in Yo, a his twenty nineteen one was absurd. Hit us with it. Six zero Tavanian, eight one over Otaguru, nine zero. Mm. Over Haji Ali, three to two over Musakayev, eleven zero over Kazakhstan in the finals. That's a solid run. That was one of those where Kazakhstan paid to be on the other side. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Not correct, but it was correct that Kazakhstan was <laughs> that on the is other the side. Theory. Alex Jones has a document. Might I remind you that these worlds were in Kazakhstan? Yeah. We don't even know that. <laughs> that is not yet confirmed. Alex Jones has the documents on it. Actually. Oh gosh. Well, then there you go. <laughs> you got to listen here, Christian Piles. Oh, I hear. <laughs> yes. JD's a global. I've done deep state research. <laughs> That's pretty good, Alex Jones. I said, you know, he's just right down the street. <laughs> it's concerning. It's concerning that you uh, you have that much familiarity. Um, oh, that's good. Um, Alex Jones, big big uh, grappling fan. I don't know. Yep, that. that's true. <laughs> Definitely true. Um, so okay, Rashidov lost, and the thing is with Russia, like in in America, like you can you can drop off and hold your spot, right? Because we don't just don't have the yes. level of depth behind these our number our number ones in general, not to the level that Russia does. But you you fall off a tick in Russia. There's not just one guy that can tick. beat you; it's multiple. Uh, 65, uh, I think it's 65 in Kozak's international rankings. 10 of the top 20 are Russian, and two more are uh, Russian defects. That is so insane. Um, so insane. 
so yeah, they're they're really good, and so it's gonna be tough. As good as he is, it's gonna be tough for him to get back in the get back in the top yes. spot. <laughs> Russia has ten of the top twenty six through thirteen are all Russian. Yeah, and also Musakayev is from Dagestan. Yeah, so uh, and he's Dudev. we got documents on that too. Islam Dudev. We is got we have the documents. Also, an ex-Russian who now wrestles for Albania. We have the documents of dozens of videos of him wrestling for Russia. Um, so yeah, that's a lot. They're really good. Okay, and then no Sidikov in this tournament. Zamalov, who has been uh, a revelation over the last year or two, continues to win. He took out uh, Baev nine to one. Um, some defense, some offense, but Baev uh, unable to get anything going yeah. there. Zamalov basically ran his way through this bracket, which isn't He's super good. surprising. He's very really good. good. Now, the thing is, though, the guy who won 70, Kurban Sharaev, said he plans to move up. Ooh. Is that soon. what was going on in that Instagram thread that you posted? Yeah. Um, Sharaev's another uh, Dagestani guy. I don't he's, – he's younger. He's like 23-ish. I don't – he's recently came up to 70, too. I, he doesn't got the, got the legs for 74 yet, in my opinion. But 2025? 20, he, he could be he could be a guy. Hey, can, I, can I ask you a question, JD? Because I don't understand the, this this back and forth uh, Instagram conversation. So first he says Kurban Shrives is moving on, which maybe means moving up. Then Zamalov says welcome seventy four means and then come to some 74. like parentheses of some sort. I don't know why those are there. And then he said then he says thank you I'm ready with a smiley face and then some more parentheses. But then is, so is Zamalov saying like bring it or is he saying like hey buddy come on up here let's all wrestle together he's saying bring it like challenge accepted are we sure because they, no. they're probably buddies right no I'm not sure <laughs> and then wow. the, and then Mahmoud Magmedov says uh, he lives a boring life what does that mean yeah, I don't that's know the one I what's don't going mean. on here I don't know that part that's uh, Kurban's coach that's the head coach of Iskra Wrestling Club in Dagestan Duh. okay how many wrestling clubs are in Dagestan yeah, that's a great question because there can't All be many. All of Dagestan? I don't know, probably a lot. Well, because like a lot of villages have their own, and there are many villages in Dagestan. And it takes a village. That's right. Now, once you get elevated to like yeah. pretty much all the best Dagestanis, maybe not every day, but are regular training, regularly training together. Yeah, got it. Cool. Well, he's coming up. He's making his but way up. But all roads still lead through Sitikov at the moment. Yeah. Which, by the way, the rumor is the big three of Yugoyev, Sedgelive, and Sitikov will be competing at the Medved uh, in September. Okay. Hey, there you go. Are we sending any? They were not in, uh, what was the word? I think I read competition shape yet. <laughs> ah. But they're not, uh, we're not going to send anyone to that, are we? No. Bomber. That will be pretty much a Russia-Belarus tournament, most likely. Mm. Okay. And that's the most I notable... I shouldn't say I know for sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. Rashidov hater JD said the run is likely over. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Don't let the door hit you, says JD. Mm -hmm. It's probably over. over. Okay, that is Russia. Uh, That's Talking Russian. Fun stuff. Also, there's a new good 86 kilo guy to watch out for. Who's that? IMO. Uh, Shabayev. He was number uh, – Kozak had him number three in the world at 79, but he moved up. Okay. But he, he lost, right? He lost to Nafanov, who's been their guy the past couple of years. But neither one scored an offensive point. It was two shot clocks. Oh, really? Two shot clock. Good stuff. So he, he could be a guy. Yeah. He won't be probably – obviously, he's not going to be the guy this year – Maybe if they're back in the uh, back next year, you could make a push. 
So Spay was saying, I don't remember where it was. Uh, maybe it was Twitter was saying that they may change the the next year's worlds are supposed to be in Russia, and they may change them right. as soon as this World Championships. Well, you need to start planning. So, like, yes. you, it, take um, you need other countries to bid, and then they need time to plan to get everything set up to make sure mm. everything's in place. You can't just flip it last minute. Man. Austin needs to throw their hat in the ring. That would be cool. Yeah. It seems unlikely. I, I saw. I, I did. Yeah, I read. Uh, um, uh, it was the Matt forms. That's where it was. I checked there every once in a while to make sure I'm yeah, not missing any you news. Still on those? You still on those streets? I don't. I don't ever post. I just go and just make sure I'm not missing any news, real quick. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, ninety percent of stuff on there is garbage, but every once in a while, there's there's something interesting. Yeah. Uh, now I see something interesting. Then I'll try to fact check it with something else. Anyways. They were like, these knuckles, like, why don't they do the worlds ever anywhere else? Like, and I, some do is suggesting all kinds of wild ass places. And I don't know if they realize, but listen, the majority of the good wrestling countries are in Europe. That's why it's hosted somewhere in Europe most of the time. Isn't that pretty obvious? Well, it's just, it's as simple as there's not a lot of places that bid for these. That yeah, because they're not interested in wrestling. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's simple. It would be interesting if India or someone did it because India is now starting to really like like wrestling or, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting to be bigger. Like, so that's someone I could see maybe bidding on it at some point. But, man, the majority of the good wrestling countries are Europe or, right, Eastern Europe. Like, yeah. they're over there. That's why, yeah. It's not, Will they uh, let Iran host it? Because Iran, Iran, obviously. I don't think they've done before. World Cups. They've um, done World Cups in the past. It depends. Probably How not. much do they bid? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's with Japan? Japan's got a decent team. I mean, especially with the women's, you'd think Japan would want to host it once in a while, but they haven't done it in forever. Well, sometimes right? they don't even like value worlds on the level of like Asian games or championships, whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that would be sweet. Japan would be cool. Go back. Yeah. Not in mm-hmm. COVID times. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, well, let's let's get to some questions. Um, we've got a green from Pennsylvania has a question about shot clocks. Is this should we play this one? I don't know. How I mean, pretty, it's pretty simple. It's All pretty right. simple. Let's, let's play it. Love That'd simple questions. Hey, it's green from Pennsylvania. I was just wondering. I saw a lot of Fargo. So, like, if I'm the aggressor in the first period, and I put him on shot clock, and I'm the aggressor again in the second period, they usually then put me on shot clock which then on criteria technically goes to him. So how do we fix this problem? Yeah, I score points. Yeah. Or give up points. Well, I actually feel like this has been mostly fixed, guys. There's a a lot of times now where the same guy will go on the shot clock twice. You're seeing it more. And I I remember there's an obvious aggressor. If it's still pretty much both guys being relatively inactive – They'll still default to. Well, then that's fine. I'm okay with yes, that. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> they used to do this, um, and for sure, I'm sure at like a Fargo or something where there's, you know, 100 mats and tons of refs, like you'll you'll get some of this. But in general, they they don't do this as much. And also, man, it it's pretty rare, um, pretty rare, to have one one shot clock shot clock that like is yeah. Oh, the younger levels. I mean, I, dude, I like cadets, like don't even consider that point is what I would say because yeah. there's there's no matches that end that close. Right. So rare. Right. So it can happen. Um, and sometimes, you know, it is up to the discretion of the refs. And sometimes it doesn't always align with the risk or whatever. But, man, if, if we're going six minutes and no one can generate a step out or anything, um the match has has bigger problems, but yeah, it it can be problematic. It could be gamed. We've seen it gamed, and and uh, I remember like I think it was 2016 World Cup. It was kind of a problem. You could tell what people were doing and and trying yes. to win that way, but I, you don't see it as much. And and to Ben's point, I saw it quite a few times, like double shot clock points. Yeah, um, it's, it's starting to happen, which is positive. Yes, yes. Um. Some random guy has a question for Ben about athletic ability. Let's hear this one. You're not going to like this one. Okay. (laughs) The one I played on the show asked Ben if he kept talking about athletic ability, asking if that's different than talent. 
Ask if, if athletic what ability say? is different. Was than he drunk? Tom. Man, he might have been. He might have been. But what did he say? Is athletic ability different than talent, or how athletic ability is different than talent? Hmm. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot more. I mean, there there's there'd be a lot other, a lot of other things that included in talent if you define talent as you know like intelligence levels um determination discipline all these things but then i would argue like are those taught at a young age or are they uh, you know innate i'm not i'm not sure and a lot of people can't prove that so i would say that athleticism there's a a, a talent and ben and i agree on what talent is we just call it different allegedly things. Um, we we've agreed it's been established. I think it was episode 500 where we got we got it all out. But I feel like athleticism falls into the talent bucket. But not yeah. all of uh, athleticism. You don't have to have athleticism to have talent. Like Ben has a talent of he has pretty special body awareness. He has good problem solving ability that he's worked to enhance at an even higher level to make him even more right, skilled. Right, just stop before we start arguing. <laughs> well, we can argue. We can have a we can have a mini uh, argument. But I would say, some people, this is factual. It's not deniable that some people can problem solve better, more quickly, more naturally than, than others. This is not even up for debate, right? And if you have that ability in in wrestling, and then you work at it even more to improve your problem solving ability. Then you're gonna have even even more talent. And similarly, if you're if you're more fast twitch, you could you can improve upon that and make it even more of an advantage or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you have a good tank, you can make it so you have you can wrestle with an insane pace. So I would say athleticism and talent are athleticism is just a part, a facet of talent, but not the entirety of it. Yeah, it's fair. All right. See, we didn't fight. Because we agree, we deep down we agree, Ben and I. Um, I don't know what this is, but this guy says JB needs a blog, and I don't know who is that. Jordan Burroughs? A blog? Well, it's a weblog. A web. You said, said he tweeted at you. What? They, yeah, that looks like the tweet right there. Um, listen, Jordan Burroughs has a blog. I'm pretty sure, so you should check it out. Um, but yeah, I don't know what that what that means. But I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, Dude, Hasbu is so funny. Someone just posted a Hasbu video. He's, he's no, but what he put? He put a hamburger in Volkanovski's face. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be laughing at this during the show. But it's so funny. Go check it out. Yes. Next question. Uh, next question says Ben. Um, doing. There was a whole bunch of questions. There's like pages of questions. Oh, he wants that. to do the oh, what's he wants to do my my intro to greet his students. He, yeah, <laughs> go for it, man. Whatever. If they, as long as they don't, you know, resent you for it, uh, like my listeners do. <laughs> um, hey, I want to know how Facundo uh, Kozak picked Facundo to All American over Peyton Hall. That that let's have that debate because sure he nothing... says Facundo was beaten by John Martin Best. I'm sure it has nothing to do with. Kozak being from Michigan. What the heck? I, is, I mean, listen. Where were I'll, these picks made at? Was it? Uh, I haven't seen. He did the one sixty five preview. Um, oh, okay. Man, there, well, I'll say this: there's no data to suggest that's going to happen. He's giving um, him the Penn State. You're bump. just giving, but that is a that is a bump. Peyton Hall is freaking good. Um, He's and good. also Peyton is that was his. Tech, he like better his have picked freaking Keegan to win. Let me look at this article here. Uh oh. Facundo is also yeah. from Michigan, like Kozak, so he could be in the pocket of Big Mitten. We don't know. Um, the pocket of Big Mitten. <laughs> all right, let's go and scroll all the way to the bottom. Damn, this is a long article. Kozak went hard on it. Just go to, like, predictions or something. Leapers and landmines. I'm looking at the whole article. I see the predictions right, are normally go. at the bottom. Man. Oh, kick it on two of Let's go. Let's go. He's the champ. But he yeah. picked yeah, he picked Facundo as eighth place. Man. Hall not placing would just I mean, it's obviously possible. Great wrestlers don't place all the this time. This is also probably yeah. the deepest weight class this year. Yes. But replacing him with Facundo is it's an interesting pick. I think there's probably other guys that you could put in there 
Uh, now I'm up to look like uh, is Julian Ramirez on there? Julian Ramirez is not on there. He had some really good moments last season. Keegan Carr, Griffith, Karchla, Monday, Hamidi, Amin, Facundo. So Hall's probably Hall not being on there is the biggest, you know. Yeah, it's not earth shattering. Um, and there's some good guys, not not you know Ramirez. He doesn't have on the podium Kennedy. Who's obviously mm-hmm. tough, Facundo. But like Kennedy, Kennedy already had some other. He had some other L's last year. Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, he lost. I think he, who's the App State guy? The App State kid is pretty he lost, tough. I think he lost. He is tough. But he lost to him twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a crowded podium, um, or a crowded race. To... I guess they did kind of graduate a decent amount. Wick, Marinelli, Wenzel, and Valencia all graduated. That were pretty scrappy. Yeah, scrappy crew. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, that is interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, listen, we let people uh, say what they feel. That's what he feels. Um, but yeah, I like. One sixty five is definitely the most fun weight class. Yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Um, Weston Barrel is headed to Austin next week for a concert. What should he have for lunch on Thursday and mm, Friday? Oh my God, there's just too many good choices. It's, so go to the go to one of the food truck parks. That's that'll be a jam. You get a little bit here, a little bit there. You get a few different tastes. Yeah, Ben will Ben will just get in line for all of them, and then the, all the orders oh, come out at once. Let's and he's go. Still got time for ice cream. Um, oh, baby, man. Well, it de- it depends. J- JD knows a lot of spots too. Please do me a favor and get a get a P Terry's. Um, at it's, some it's point, just a fast food ah, burger. P Terry's is overrated. Is, Don't get a P Terry's. It's a good fast food burger, but there are thousands and thousands of restaurants here. And if yes. you say give me one recommendation, and you say P Terry's, I'm sorry, sir. You are that is not okay. I think it's okay because at some point, say if you want a fast food recommendation, this guy, this guy, at some point, listen. I'm assuming at any trip, there's never a time where you're not going to need a quick bite at some point. So it, it goes without saying that at some point he'll need fast food. And it's it, possible that you and could then go on he a should trip and not want fast food. It's very plausible. I don't know. No, I've been guys, on a trip. but in freaking in freaking Austin, there's so many. Yeah, uh, there's so many other good places. Don't go to P Terry's. Okay, one in a million is a good Mexican place. I like. Um, there's I like, so many. Just, there's just so many. Just like, listen, you can you can walk down the street and throw a rock, and you can hit seven good taco places. Like, just walk around and freaking eat a whole bunch of food. Like, I literally go on a diet the week of Austin week, so I can just jam out and not feel bad about it when I get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. There's like good kebab. Kebabalicious is good. There's a lot of oh places. You know, what? just so open up your. Get Yelp open and just see where you are and just look at the closest places that have like good reviews and it'll 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 yeah. work. Um what was the one uh the one pizza what was it south if you go south on first street? Oh the first street pizza. was lit that one year and the pizza place was so good. I don't remember Home what it slice was. Slice is the best pizza in Austin. Is that what it's called? This I am I'm just I've had it up to here with JD today. I love Austin. I've been is, there. Is a while. I'm gonna come down and see you guys. Home at some slice point. Their pizza is good, not great, except the margarita. The margarita is very good. This is not no, true. Home slice is great pizza. <laughs> I'm wearing home slice now. It's it. You are ruining Weston's trip. Congress Avenue is it Congress or first? Which one's better? I can't remember. Con- Con- you probably like Congress. There's Con- more. There's more food on first. I don't remember one time. Everything was, is a fight the, with you. It's you probably home January slice because Bader, Bader loves home slice. So he yes, he does. There. And Bader knows good pizza. It's good pizza. Especially their margarita. The margarita is very good pizza. I'm going to move on. Weston, I hope you enjoy your, your time. If you find yourself on Congress, come say hey. Um, New age. Oh, my gosh. I'm just now, – now I want to like – I just want to come to Austin right now. Why don't you? I'm look. I'm looking at this like – I'm looking at kind of the map open of Congress and first, and there's all these – we got Torchy's Tacos. Oh, my God. El Mercado, Bombay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So good. Don't go to Torchy's. That'll I'm going to come. Only... I'm going to come. Torchy's, Torchy's is, is – listen, it's not amazing, but good it's queso, good. Very good like, queso. Wow. No if you don't cheese. think Torchy's is good, you're a Mind spoiled boy. Austin brat. I I don't. That is a high horse take. <laughs> you think? Yes. High horse take. I, no, I don't yes. think so. I don't think it is. I, it I'm is. Not, no, it's, it's fine for what it is. Yeah. A, a not um, authentic, ooh, El like, Primo isn't that place good? El Primo is that is my favorite breakfast taco in town. That's oh my god! He has all his yeah, he has all his types of tacos ranked. 
Well, you have to in Austin. You can't just say like tacos. Like you've got to go like yep. your authentic taco, your authentic taco breakfast the... taco, your non-authentic taco. Okay, my favorite Mexican sit-down place. My favorite taco truck is uh, Taco Guerrero on Cesar Chavez. Oh, and... that is good. That was good. That was that's the best. That's we call we affectionately call that place Taco Lady because it's just the one lady. She doesn't speak any it's English. It's the one lady that was across from the old like two old yes. offices ago. Yes. Right. Yes, oh sir. Oh my God, that lady was the bomb. She's great, and she only takes cash. Um, so have cash at least as of the last time I ate there. On Austin, Austin's such a great city. Austin, I so probably lovely. love this segment. Deal with it. <laughs> She's great. Um, um, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I think I am gonna come down there. I think sometime this fall because I I miss Austin. Um, but guess what's happening this weekend? I don't even know if anyone's told you guys. Tell me. Mark Bader is coming to my house. What? We got the Missouri Union. It, it's going to be so much fun. Oh, Mark yeah, Bader, Joe me. Williamson, a whole bunch of other people uh, who wrestled at Mizzou. We're going to we have a did blast. it last year, too. I might kidnap Mark Bader and might not let him with you. <laughs> what? Yes. All right, well, just make sure he does I got his family and kids there. here, too. So then, like, if I keep them here, too, then there's definitely no way he's leaving. Oh, man. Bella's going to have so much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Prime awesome. Ben versus Prime Max. Who wins? We know Pyle would root against both because oh. he hates Missouri. <laughs> that is bull crap. Uh, uh, I'm just thinking about home slice pizza. I just don't, don't want to slice right now. You don't have to answer. I'm not man. answering. Although you did right. wrestle him. It's on I, YouTube. So I thought it was a fake match, though. It was not fake. I think it was kind of fake. Just like, hey, let's get into. It wasn't like, hey, let's go win. It's it's like, hey, let's put on a show. That was my that was my read. Okay. But Ben Askren won that match. Do who that are the uh, who are the training partners for each of the freestyle reps? I don't know the answer to this. I don't either. Um, Darn it! Oh, what's it? Um, Kyle Dake said he's taking Skatska. I think. Um, what? Am I remembering correctly? I'm pretty sure he said that in his interview. Wait, what's what's when do they train together? I think he's at Spartan now. Skatska. Let me look. That's news to me. Let me make sure I don't make things up. Uh, okay. That was news. I did not know that. I'm pretty sure I'm right here. Um, yeah, he's Spartan Combat. Thomas Stewart okay. wants to know why you're such a hater, Ben. Who Are you a Thomas hater? Stewart? I believe that's TJ Stewart's father. So I, I don't know okay. what you did to what did I hate make on? him angry. I don't okay. know. I mean, well, I... The only thing I could think I said uh, he did he didn't do I I think maybe I said he didn't do very well at the UWW Juniors US Open potentially, and I don't think he did. Yeah. Am I thinking the right guy? Uh, I don't think he. Did. I know he, he he won Fargo last year. Yes, <laughs> multiple times. But didn't he didn't he miss weight somewhere also? Who's number Iron one? Man. Who's number, Who's number one? one? Oh no, that was Gabe Arnold. Yeah. Who's number one? Okay. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking up his performance from the U.S. Open. See if it was any good. So maybe I was complaining about the rankings or something. Let's see. Stewart, Thomas Stewart. Maybe that's Thomas is TJ. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he only won one match. Then he got tech fault by some guy named Gabe Sollers, who I don't. I don't know who that is either. He's okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was probably commenting that. Other than that, I don't know what I said. All right. Well, I don't think you're a hater. More specific. We're not haters. Uh, Okay. Someone asks, round robin between RBY, Fix, and Spencer. What happens? I kind of hate this question. Why? Because it just, we've obviously, well, obviously Fix and RBY have wrestled a whole bunch of times. And then Spencer Lee's now, significantly smaller than these guys I feel like even though Fix is probably going to try to go back and make 57 yeah but that's not yeah. going to be fun I don't know it's, it's tough when they're in different weights yeah okay make it 57 kilo freestyle Spencer can RBY make that probably not he's so lean as is yeah thinking of him but maybe he could do it maybe uh, I mean he's, he's probably going straight to fighting after after this no season, i, I think assume. i think he's gonna go through paris yeah, to, well, well then no. he's gonna try to make 57 paris 
Yeah, I think so. So we could see this not round robin, but we could see them all in the same bracket. They could all technically wrestle each other. Um, yeah. Really, RBY is going to try to wrestle through twenty twenty four. Where did he say this? I, I don't recall seeing it. Man, I don't remember where, but I'm just pretty sure that's true. I'll try to confirm. Um. Okay. So yeah, an answer. In fr- Spencer. No, I said in freestyle, Spencer. Um, oh, what about someone saying Whitlake's going up to 84, 184? What do you think about that? Is that any truth to that? Man, I don't know. I don't – that's a big jump in two ways. I mean, we've seen it at Oklahoma State in the past, uh, yeah. but, man, is he that big? 65's got to be – we always knew 65 was not going to be super comfortable for Travis, but Definitely. 84, that would be <clears> – that's a big leap. Yes, very large. But 74, I guess, you know, it, was, it feels like Plot could go up to 84 a lot more easily than him and let Travis go 74. Yeah, but if Plot doesn't want to. <laughs> I mean. That, that would be the thing right there. It's not a foregone conclusion to me that um, that Whitley couldn't beat Plot, though. I don't think he's – do you guys think he's that far removed? Uh, uh, I wouldn't have thought so, but, I mean, they're in the room together, so maybe it's happening. You know True. I mean? Especially not for – Plot had a really good NCAA tournament um, compared to kind of where he was during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so during the season, I would have said that it would be really competitive. And then maybe two years ago, I probably said Whitley probably beats him, but maybe it's changed. Yeah, Plot also didn't have a shoulder then. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> or he had a shoulder, but not two. I'm pretty sure he had a shoulder. Not a good shoulder. He had a bad shoulder. Not good. Okay. Uh, we don't know the training partners. We'll try to get that um, that info. Yeah. Mark Hall is definitely going with Jordan Burroughs. I heard that one. Yeah. I kind of wonder who Seth, Seth Gross is taking. Maybe Eric Barnett, potentially. I know he trained with him a lot. Who else would he take? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Gilman might just bring coaches. Maybe well, Kennedy. C- Conaway goes. Uh, went with him last Wait. year. Uh, Jordan you mean Conaway? Conaway? Jo- Bill Russell? Jo- Jordan. Jimmy oh, I Kennedy. Mixed, I, I, I said I merged, Jimmy. No, I merged Jimmy Gillibon and Jordan Conway in my head. Ah, nice. Um, yeah, so I would say Jordan or, you know, Mark McKnight. But Jordan was – Jordan, I'm pretty sure, was his partner for the Olympics. Okay. So. Yeah. Pretty cool. Jason yeah. Hildreth is in the chat. He said Whitlake was over 200 pounds, and he told – uh, the coaches, he was going 84, and now it looks like they may be bringing him down to 65 and to put together the best lineup for Tulsa. Listen here, son. You uh, ain't going 184. That's funny. It's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, cool, and then he cuts down to 184. He's like, ah, actually, 65. Keep so, on going. <laughs> it's funny to yeah. think that he's like, right, I'm going to get so big. <laughs> so they, big. I have to go 184. I literally will not be able. They will not be able to make me cut down to 165. Damn, they're still making me. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we can finish with the, this fact because I forgot to mention that Bond, in his world title win against Rashidov, hit a five-point fireman's carry. Oh, I thought we talked about that. Bond was so tremendous. I, I miss watching him wrestle. I don't know Bonnie why Bond. he didn't like start achieving uh, until a, a little older age which was kind of weird i wish he would have been on the scene like 35 that world championship run yeah yeah like just days weird 35 i think when he did that um but it was weird because he didn't really make the team until later 14 he was on the team um keeping stone age they freaking don't my goodness he is he's timeless i mean you romero boom his grip was so so ridiculous yeah. yeah But no, he was. I'm watching it. It's so awesome. He was hitting gator high flyers. He was hitting cradles out of everywhere. He was. He was just so dynamic. He only hit junk moves. It was tremendous. He was kind of like a junker, like a junker's junker, like a junker's junker, the greatest pure, junker ever. Pure junk. Uh, but man, he was awesome. Yeah. Okay. That let's awesome. let's get up out of here. Oh yeah. Hey Christian, um hey, t- hey, for ben. tomorrow's tomorrow's show, um, can you show up on time? <laughs> I'm gonna eight fifteen is when we start. I don't know if you if you know. Yeah. We start at eight fifteen, Christian, not eight thirty. You guys are 
I know because tomorrow's episode is number 830. You might think that we started at 830, but. Well, we don't. It's 815. You guys are making me mad. Uh, but you know what? I'm not going to let it show. I'm not even going to say that you're making me mad because I'm not uh, mad. I literally love this. I love the back and forth banter. Um, uh, we, will, uh, we will try to be I'll on time I'll put a call tomorrow. on to Mark Bader to, to dock your pay for showing up late. I'm just going to start going live on... Uh... Oh, Sion. Sion's in charge of HR. I'm calling Sion. He's going to dock your pay. Listen, he's been trying for years. Uh, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. He was appalled that you were on vacation, by the way. Oh, really? You know Sion. Oh, I guess they give out vacation time. I'm on vacation. This guy goes on vacation. Ten years. <laughs> give me a break. Oh, the good Sion. Sion <laughs> is a classic. You will literally be in a meeting, talking, like, in a meeting, on a call... And he'll be walking around BSing with everyone. He'll bust in the room and be like, ain't y'all got any work to do? We're literally in a meeting working <laughs> as he walks around busting everyone's balls, oh, he's, he's talking about it not working. It's it's he just is. audacious. Sion's the goat. <laughs> he is. He's uh, the curry goat as well. He loves it. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, see ya.